Welcome to another episode of Mentors Mentality. I am Sabelo Tlongwane, otherwise known as Coach Sabza. Right, uh, topic for today is discipline and dedication. Discipline and dedication, um, like most episodes, if not all, I'm going to touch on a soccer experience that I had. I could say sports sometimes, you know, because I've realized that sports, a lot of sports complement each other in uh, life lessons, right? And a lot of people who are sportsmen and women have expressed how um, their conduct in sports or experience in sports has complemented their lives and lifestyle. Okay, so I use soccer as an example because that's my uh, passion. And so I'm going to take you on uh, some memory lane experiences just to emphasize the point of discipline and focus from my um, perspective, right? Discipline, dedication, and, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I would say um, over time it has become a part of me a lot easier but it wasn't always easy so I'll admit that for sure it wasn't always a breeze to just maintain the consistency in discipline and demonstrate my dedication as a result but um, so uh, it's a story that I share with a lot of my players uh, for many reasons because it's got a few pointers that I could bring up that help um, them better relate and understand me but also understand uh, some things that um, are okay to go through and how to overcome them and you know um, it points out that I'm, I'm not perfect nor do I think I am at the same time it also points out that I am I've always been uh, driven towards reaching a level of perfection and even though it's impossible as they say um, it doesn't mean it's not something that you should aspire for or towards because essentially it makes you better anyway, right? And you always want to be better than yesterday, every day or the next day. So um, the story is of the time that I committed to soccer. I was around 15 years old. I had played soccer for all my life, all I could remember was playing. I don't recall a time where I didn't have soccer as a part of my life. Uh, just before I was 15, I would say I have memories of um, the South African national team in the 90s winning the African Cup of Nations. Um, I remember us qualifying for World Cup 98, and that was a big deal as a nation. I remember going to Orlando Pirates games with my mom. Um, I remember in the neighborhoods the rivalries between Pirates and Chiefs, uh, which is a huge rivalry in South Africa in soccer. Um, I even have an experience that was tragic at Ellis Park. Uh, we lost lives in a stampede because uh, they sold tickets that were fake, and so uh, too many people wanted to get in and felt that they had paid to get in, but it 
it was an experience that I will never forget because we lost up to 48 lives, if not more. Some were injured, kids got uh, lost their parents in the midst of everything going on. I was one of those kids, but um, fortunately enough, I remembered where um, we were seated or our seat numbers and the gates were supposed to be uh, walking towards. I saw some pretty um, traumatic things, but it made me realize how far people are willing to go when it comes to soccer as well. Um, I, I don't think it was right at all, but like I said, it's an experience that I had, and so it's really shaped some of the things that I see today and in the past when it comes to the sport and just people and life. Um, some other memories, my brother, um, my oldest brother, he was a very talented young man. He was about 13 years old playing against 19, 20-year-olds because, you know, he was good enough. Um, what else? So many memories and so many. Um, yeah, but like I said, for the most part, it was a part of my life since I could remember, right? And I played, I wasn't that good uh, in my eyes. I was a goal scorer, so I could always get chances at goal and take them. I wasn't always taking them, but I could score. And that was one part of my game that I always knew that I had. But I was fast, right? Naturally had speed or have speed. And so I could always beat the last defender, be one-on-one -on -one with the keeper and you know, it would differ. Sometimes I would score, sometimes I would miss. You know, keeper would save. It would just depend on the moment and my mind at the time. But I never felt like soccer was my go-to sport, right? I also played a sport called cricket. And it's similar to baseball, to Americans, but uh, cricket is a very big sport in South Africa, easily top three. Our country is easily top three in the world at cricket. And then... Um, I played rugby. Rugby is similar to American football, um, but, you know, different rules, no padding, things like that. I was a wing at rugby because of my speed. They felt that was a position I could use. Then I also played basketball. Um, got introduced to and one hot sauce, huge hot sauce fan. This is before the professor and things like that. Um, loved to dribble. It was just an expressive side of the game that I really appreciated. And then I turned 15 and I was attending a school where they didn't have soccer. And so for the first time in my life, I didn't have soccer as a part of my surroundings and immediate environment. And I remember calling my dad, um, it was around June, so in South Africa we go to school from January till December, and so it was around June and uh, winter, and I had just gone through so many experiences, and and I just felt like something was missing in that school, and so World Cup 2010 had just been announced that it was going to be hosted by South Africa, and so we're looking forward to uh, that experience too as a nation, and. I felt like the school needed soccer. And so I started a campaign and my campaign eventually got two teams, a first team, which is the open team at school. And then they had a, a ninth grade team, which was 
U15s, I would say, but I was a eighth grader, so that team was made up of ninth graders, and I didn't get to be a part of that team, not because of talent or ability, but purely because I wasn't uh, of age to um, the ninth graders. So how it worked, I went to an all-boys school, and how it worked there is uh, seniors always got first preference, they taught us respect for our elders, and the concept of it was um, ninth graders could basically bully eighth graders, right? And 10th graders could bully 9th graders, and 11th graders could bully 10th graders and below, and seniors, 12th graders could bully everybody. And that was the perk of being a 12th grader. You could just go around bullying people. I did not agree with that system, but that's besides the point. Um, so they get the soccer teams, and I'm advocating, I'm getting votes, I'm doing all these things, right? And they get the soccer teams, and they say, okay, there's two teams. Uh, first team is made up of the 12th graders and whichever 11th graders are good and some 10th graders and then the second team was 10th graders who were of age but also 9th graders for the most part but no 8th graders because in high school 8th graders is the lowest level in South Africa so you're not getting any perks right and I remember calling my dad and I said to him I need to leave this school and what, what's crazy about that story is that initially I went to an all boys school and worked really hard in primary school uh, so I could get into that all boys school. I had to learn war cries, I had to have a certain uh, grade point average, all these things. I worked hard to get into the school and I was proud of myself for it. And I mean, I had good grades, I was doing pretty good, I was focused, and I just wanted to be academically, um, uh, what would I say, just in, in the right state of mind when it came to my academics and prioritizing academics. So, um, I called my dad, I'm like, hey, I need to leave, I just realized that I really need to play soccer, and soccer is a passion for me and I can't live without it. So my dad says, okay, um, I'm not gonna grant you this request immediately. However, let's spend the next six months till December uh, figuring out what school and looking for the schools and they must have soccer. Okay, check. And then, do you care where it's located? And I'm like, not really. It could be a boarding school still and I'm fine with this. So um, he agreed. And then I spent the rest of the year at my uh, eighth grade school, I won't mention the name uh, for many reasons, but um, some of the reasons I mentioned, right? But um, so eighth grade, I finish, and then I remember my birthday is in December, and so when December rolls around, I make a promise to myself at the age of 15 that I will dedicate everything that I am and everything that I have to soccer. And I will trust in God to give me the best outcome, right? And at this point, I'm trying to make it to the national team so that I can play 2010 in my own country and win the World Cup. So this is my big dream, right? Uh, my vision and all. So um, I commit myself to soccer. At the time, I think my highest juggle was about 30, 35, very bad. 
I will, okay, for those that are juggling 30 and 35, don't take it the wrong way, but listen to the full message, right? Uh, this is about dedication and, and discipline. So I go to a new high school, they have soccer, and I'm still not that good, but I'm passionate, and I'm decent, I'm not bad, I'm decent. And so at that age, I start working on all my weaknesses, I identify my strengths, I get my body stronger, I start hitting the gym, I start jogging every day, I live, like I'm, I'm living the sport, everything that I am is soccer, I dream it, I eat it, I imagine it, I play it, many things, right? And so this is the level of dedication that I had, but I still lacked discipline and so I had to train myself in discipline. And I remember moments where um, you know, in high school, I had friends who smoked and drank and all these things. And so they would go to the soccer field or just the school fields after school. And so would I. And they would have, you know, things to smoke and drink and all these things, right? Uh, and I would be there with my soccer ball, right? And so that was the first test of discipline to me in a sense, right? It was like, I could be doing this, but I'm choosing to do this. Right, And they're right there in front of me. So I could see the whole thing. I could see the boys, the girls, everybody just hanging out, enjoying themselves, laughing, you know, intoxicated and all. And I could easily just leave the soccer ball, walk over there and do it. But it was a test of discipline. It wasn't too testing for me because those were not things that I really wanted to engage in. So I didn't really care about it at that time uh, or ever, really. And then... Um, the next part of it was I always wanted to get to the field and just do whatever I wanted, right? I've got the soccer ball. This is the best part of it. I've got time on my hands and a soccer ball. This is all I need, right? I'm so passionate. And then I would get to the field and I would always tell myself, I have to run a certain number of laps before I even touch the ball. This is a second level of discipline testing, right? So I would leave the ball in the middle of the field and I would run 15 laps around the field. And as I ran each lap, it was a countdown to me to when I could touch the ball, right? And so sometimes I would run quicker and sometimes I would be fatigued, but I would push through it. But I had to train myself through those moments of you can't get there and do what you want because that's just a waste of time. Work on your weaknesses. One of your weaknesses is fitness, so get fit. So I worked on that. You, my other weakness was juggling, right? And remember I said juggling was like, my highest was around 35. So from the age of 15, when I initially dedicated my life to soccer to the age of 16, my highest juggle was 1,600 and I'd say what, 64, somewhere around there, 1,664 in a space of a year. That lesson alone taught me so much. The dedication side of it is I kept at it until I got good at it to the point where it felt like the ball wouldn't fall or touch the ground anymore if I didn't want it to. But the flip side of it was the lesson that I learned within the exercise of juggling was Every single time I got to the field and I would say to myself, juggle to 20. And when you get to 20, stop. Don't go beyond 20, but you have to hit 20. 
So there's always that level of like that moment of excitement where you're juggling, you get to 20 and it's your highest juggle and you want to go to 21 because you want to break your record, right? And I would sometimes do that. But then in discipline, I had to teach myself, no, juggle to 25 times and stop every single time. You get to 20, you stop. You get to 20, you stop. Do that five times and then start over. Now make your new goal and target 30. Juggle to 30 five times, but every time you get to 30, stop. That discipline taught me that I could set a goal, work towards it, and achieve it. Could I go beyond? Maybe, sometimes. But what was the set agreement? What was the set goal? What was the disciplining factor of it all? When I get to 20, when I get to 30, I will stop, no matter the temptation, no matter the desire, no matter the drive, right? And so um, with that experience, I learned the power of discipline and I was able to take that and apply it into so many other parts of my life to the point where eventually I was disciplined in general, right? And I just wanted to share that experience with you all um, just to emphasize the point uh, of when I say what does discipline mean and when I coach or talk to my players and make them understand uh, how discipline works, how focus works and how things are going to test you from time to time and you have to understand and accept those but how you act on that determines a lot about the outcome. Are you disciplined every single day to do the same thing that you promised yourself? Not other people, yourself. To the point where when you eventually feel comfortable in promising other people something, you can trust in yourself to be able to see that through, right? Like I said, it's all life lessons that I learned through the beautiful game of soccer. And so um, I hope what I shared or what I had to say has taught you uh, something new. Um, let me know your experience. Uh, comment, share, subscribe, all of that. But let me know your experiences on um, how discipline shaped you or what you went through that taught you discipline over time and hopefully I could learn something new from you as much as I hope you have learned something new from me because at the end of the day you know you can teach me I can teach you and the goal is to leave the world a better place than what we found it so um, thanks for tuning in watching listening all of that um, any sound in the background I apologize for that but um, this is my first podcast in full, and so I am, I am open to making the mistakes and learning from them. And one of them is finding a better environment than the one that I'm in, so I don't have disturbances. But uh, thanks again for tuning in. This is Coach Sabza, out. Damn, Floki, you crazy. Very nice, outside. I've been grinding all my lifetime. Dallas push, and now we party every night.